welcome to Swapping Joysticks. It is the 22nd of February uh, 2023. Uh, I'm your host, Ben Ospick, aka Biggest Bennis, and joining me as always is the delightful uh, Ed underscore Knights, Ed Nightingale. How are you doing, Ed? I am doing all right. How are you, Ben? I can see a little mark around your face. It's almost like you've been doing something. I do. I have a little mark on my face. I have been... uh, For those of you who aren't tuning into the live stream, I've just been playing some PlayStation VR 2, which we have. And And here it is. Yeah, we have the PSVR 2. Thank you very much to PlayStation for gifting it. It is... uh, It's pretty awesome. It is a big upgrade. I mean, well, first... So today, this is a VR special. We're going to have a PlayStation VR 2 special podcast. We will have all the other stuff in as well, but we are going to be talking a fair bit about the uh, PSVR 2. Um, but yeah, no, we just got that this evening. Um, I pl- we played it for like two or three hours. Uh, games we've played, we played a little bit of, I mean, back five games, actually. Well, we've touched on a few. Um, it took a while to get it set up properly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it helps doing it with an audience on stream <laughs> yeah. and also setting up for two people because the setup, when you turn it on, you have to do the eye tracking um, and, and it takes you through how to actually put the headset on, which is, would seem obvious. Um, you didn't realize that the front can like extend and go back as well. Yeah. There's a couple of extra bits so you can, you can move it like that to okay. sort of can it. Can explain to the people listening. So there's a, there's a button on the back that you press to pull the whole thing out in order to put it over your head. And then on the front, there is another button that moves the visor in and out. Yeah. Um, in order to get it sort of flush to your face. Um, and then there's another dial to sort of refocus. And the dial at the back, you can also turn to like squeeze it even tighter. So it takes a bit of time, I think, to get it, um, to get it in the right position. Um, I definitely had it too low around the the bottom of my head and it needs to be mm. it needs to be literally around your crown that's where it needs to sit um for the best positioning but once you get it right it actually is then it works really nicely very comfortable yeah i mean i've played a fair bit of playstation vr one which i don't think you did much no um, i've played more quest two myself yeah the psvr one was it's very similar like the the strap setup and like going forwards and backwards is very similar they didn't i don't remember i don't think it did have the um like a focus wheel at the front um and yeah it wasn't anywhere near as like flush around your way around your around your waist around your uh, face there's a big there's a big rubbery bit yeah uh, around around the goggle there's a big floppy rubbery rubbery thing that goes yeah around your from the screen to around uh, like wraps itself around your face to stop any kind of light seeping in yeah. which was terrible because well which is terrible because when I played Resident Evil 7 um, in VR, I remember being able to look at the floor behind me and realize that it is a game and I needed that. Because things when you're playing a video game on a screen, you can look away and you can be like, oh no, this is fine. I'm in my streaming room, not in VR. In VR, no, you no. can't look away. There's this no is, escape. This is full immersion. What I will say as well is that the, the good thing about that rubber is that you the visor bit, you obviously want to push flush to your face. But it doesn't need to be so close, yeah. Um, because you've got the rubber around it. And again, for anyone listening or not watching, I sometimes wear glasses for screen. Well, I wear them for screens. Um, so I tried it with glasses on, and actually there was enough space, um, sort of 
in, in front of the visor to have my glasses on as well and for the rubbery bit to still block out all the light. So I think if you are a glasses user, actually these are quite quite comfy and, and you can still absolutely use the VR. Can you use glasses with the VR uh, with the Quest 2? Um, I actually don't think I've tried, but I don't think there's a huge amount of space. Yeah. My I know my mum had a bit of trouble with that. Yeah. Um, oh, you can, says Monty, but it's yeah, not great. Yeah, I think you can, but it's not great. But I think because this doesn't sit as close to your face and then it's got the rubbery bit to block everything else out, it, it just allows that extra bit of space. So um, that is that is a handy thing with this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we started off, yeah, loaded it up. Unfortunately, the controllers, so the PlayStation VR 2 controllers, they don't come uh, fully charged. No, well, which is annoying. Yeah, mine didn't. But um, yeah, so that is something that, yeah, we, it, although it did say, in fact, it said like we can't, you can't play it because the controllers are too low. Um, but then we plugged it in for what, 20 minutes? Yeah, about 20 minutes, and we've played for a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, with that. So that's kind of lasted quite well, which is nice. Yeah. I don't know. If the it's... controllers are very comfy as well. Yeah. I will I will unplug one just to show the people. On the you better plug it back in because I need these charged for tomorrow. Um, but it's cool. You've got your sort of strap that, you're, that, you're, that your hand goes into. Um, a lovely, actually really nice kind of grippy handle um, that feels quite good. There's like a, there's an R1 button which is which is on the grip, so you mm. use that a lot to like grab things, um, which is going to take a bit of time to get used to. There's a trigger mm. as well, a couple of buttons and a stick, um, and then there's this sort of band that goes around your hand, and I think that can sense sort of the yeah, which where your, your fingers are, where, as well. where your fingers are, like it can it can sense your fingers while you're holding it. Um, yeah. It's a it's a really cool design, um, and it feels really comfortable, like immediately. I mean, you look at it and you're thinking, well, hang on, where does my hand go in? Because yeah. of the, the band around it. But once you just put your hand in and grab it, it feels immediately comfortable. It does. It's weird because I was playing um, the Horizon game. One of the, the first game I played was the Horizon one. And that uses like the trigger uh, to climb and grab. Whereas the Star Wars game, which I was just playing before we started the podcast, that uses the clicky button, the, like the R1 button to grab. So I think it will take a bit of use getting used to kind of use the different control schemes or if there ends up being a kind of a generic control scheme that they all go for. Yeah, um, I don't think there is one yet. So every yeah. game is slightly different with controls, which is a bit awkward. It feels better. Um, it would feel better, I think, having the trigger as being the grab one more than the, the clicky one. Um, yeah, because I think that's like a clicky one around what you're holding, which feels like, oh, I'm grabbing something. But I think... As a gamer, I feel like I want to pull the trigger more. Like, that makes more sense to me than mm. grabbing. But yeah, I mean, like, just as a general thing, playing it, it is a definite upgrade, not just, like, with the comfort. Not just the comfort, but also, like, yeah, not having external light being able to be seen on there. Um, it still has the problem that I have when it's uh, it steams up a little bit, but that was quite quickly balanced out. But you just need to wait for it to get to the same temperature as your body um, yeah. or as your face, because your face... If you're like me, I have a very warm face, I think, and the second I put it on, it's like steams up, especially if the VR's been cold. Um, the best thing to do, and people have suggested it before, is kind of like, some people say rest it on your PlayStation. I mean, PS, the PS5 is not possible to, but like when it was a PS4, you might have been able to. But I like just put it somewhere where it's warm, like rest it on your lap for a little while just to kind of warm it up. Um, and then when you put it on, it won't be as bad. But yeah, like the fact that it kind of blocks out all the light, 
and the HDR is incredible. Like it really is dark. Um, it's not. There is a very, very, very minute case of like screen door. So the screen door is if it, a screen door. You know, like when you've got a house that's you know behind the door is like a like a mesh. That was a that was something that happened quite a lot on the PS on the first PSVR when I was playing Resident Evil Seven Resident Evil Seven in VR. It was quite bad. Like you couldn't. The darkness didn't really exist. It wasn't pitch black anywhere. Um, it just looked like you know, kind of a, a TV that was oh, so waiting so for. Like a... you can, it's like you're looking at the inside of it, as opposed to the depth of just pure blackness. Yeah, it had a screen door. They call it a screen door effect. And there, with this one, it's minuscule. It's not noticeable. Um, I mean, they're beautiful. It's a beautiful OLED screen or beautiful OLED screens. Um, and yeah, the HDR is a really like deep black. It looks like it's turned off, even though it hasn't. Yeah, it looks, the visuals on it look very, very clear um, in comparison to VR1 or uh, or even a Quest. Like, this looks very, very clear. It's obviously got the power of the PS5 behind it, um, which it's plugged into. It's just one wire, but it's it doesn't really get in the way. It's, it's That's fine. the best thing as well. I mean, um, if anybody here so knows... the setup is very easy. Yeah, if anybody here has played the PSVR1, like, the setup was a pain in the ass Because it wasn't even, like, just a bunch of wires that you shoved in. You had to like unplug the HDMI, and then the HDMI from the PlayStation had to go via another box. So you had to unplug it from your TV, plug it into this box, then plug that box, have another HDMI going out of it into the TV, and then they had these four different cables that all went up to your headset. It was a real pain in the ass. Very annoying. But this was literally just one, one cable. You just plug it in the front of the console, and off you go. Yeah. Um, so really easy to set up. And yeah, it looks crystal clear. Um, mm. I will say, I mean, we'll talk in a second about the games that we played. Um, I will say that I think maybe that depends on the games that you play. Um, for me, I played a little bit of Resident Evil Village, um, which you didn't play. And I think no. I was struggling to get the, um, the visor in the right place because it's the first thing I'd played and I didn't have it correctly. So I couldn't quite see the screen as clearly as I wanted to. But it did feel a little bit grainy. And I think... There's a difference between playing a game in VR that maybe wasn't made for VR and then a game that is literally designed to be VR. Yeah. Because I think with Resident Evil Village, everything felt a little bit flat um, and slightly grainy as I was playing. It just didn't feel quite as immersive. Um, I got that. And then playing it. something like the kayak game, which is made for VR, immediately it's like, wow, I'm I'm in this. Yeah. And it feels so much more immersive and clear. So I think the sort of output of the visuals will definitely depend on what game you're playing, mm. I would say. But what did you start with then? I started... Well, just going back to Resident Evil Village, like I, you can tell then it's weird because I feel like they've, they made Resident Evil Village and then went, why don't we have a third-person mode, a VR mode? And it's like, <laughs> whoa, 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 we've just made this game and sent it out, can we? I mean, obviously it was in production way before that, but... Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed Resident Evil Evil Seven in VR, but that was like a very small contained area, like a haunted house that suited VR really well. Maybe the latter uh, <clears throat> the latter parts not so much, but it's still quite bright, so it didn't uh, it did feel quite good. Um, but yeah, no, I so I started with uh, once I set it all up, I started with Horizon Call of the Mountain, mm. um, which I only played a, a bit, like the tutorial area. So you're, you know, you wake up and you're on a uh, canoe 
or like some kind of boat, and it's been uh, it's just going and. It really is there to just show off how beautiful that game is because it is stunning. You can see mountains in the distance. Everything is ridiculously colourful. It's obviously very... I don't know where it would be set. Maybe like the Andes, kind of west of there. Um, well, it's just the jungle, isn't it? It's the Forbidden yeah, West. It is the Forbidden West. But, I mean, you can see mountains, but also, yeah, you're in a jungle. And, yeah, it's just a real showcase of what, it sh- of what you can see on there. Like, How did it feel when that... Um... <coughs> When that tall neck stepped over you, incredible, yeah. Like there's, oh, it it pretty much is just a <clears throat> kind of like sit down, let us show you how pretty it looks, and yeah, you get that. It's just like the vibrancy of the colors on the OLED screen. Um, and there wasn't too much darkness, but yeah, seeing the, like, I always found the I always found Horizon to be quite an ugly game. Um, it just didn't really have Horizon I, ugly, yeah. I didn't really like the colour scheme. It just seemed a bit bleh. But like the Forbidden West is the opposite. The Forbidden West. Oh, you mean era. the first one? Yeah, yeah. And the majority in the first yeah, part that, of the that's second. A stunning game. Right. It's absolutely stunning. I mean, they're the stunning, but then there's ugly. Like I didn't really vibe with the colour scheme. It didn't have a consistency I that I enjoyed. Very picky, but okay. Well, you would know. Um, but yeah, no, I just didn't really enjoy the cusking. But like when you're there in VR, it's like you just can't deny how pretty it is. Do I hate autumn? Yeah, maybe it's just autumn I don't like. It's just all browns and oranges and stuff. autumn. Autumn's the best season. Hmm. No. But yeah, no, uh, but this is summer. This is very much summer. You've got everything is just vibrantly out there. And you're going through it and all of a sudden like the monsters, or whatever they call the something backs, are kind of swimming underneath you. And there's a big fight just happening right over your face and yeah it's just here look at this look at this look at this and then you have to climb out um the climbing system i, I was going to ask how are the controls the controls for that were a bit fiddly but i was sitting down and i think that might be a better game to stand up possibly or with just a bit more room um to kind of climb and lift yourself up but that seemed okay it was the movement the movement was a weird thing like i had to kind of run like as though i was running on the spot it was yeah, I don't know. But you can also use the controller, like the joystick, to move around, which might have been a slightly easier way, but it is a bit vomity. Um, if anybody, yeah, if you know, any kind of like smooth movement can be a bit vomity in VR because your body's expecting a certain amount of, you know, Gs in one way. and Yeah, it, that's something I'm not it. very good at with VR is is movement. I, I'm fine with sort of... Uh, Music games, rhythm games, uh, Beat Saber, but anything that's got lots of movement in it, I really struggle with. Um, so I am, I'm intrigued to give Horizon a go. Yeah. Because I haven't tried that yet. And that is the big flagship game that Sony are trying to push with this. So mm. that's the one they want everyone to play. And I, looking at the vistas when you're climbing looks amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I think the sort of movement around, I'm not sure how... How I might feel with that in terms of motion sickness. But it felt good having like the, the bow and arrow uh, was great fun to like aim and shoot. And the controllers, uh, yeah, the, the PSVR 2 controllers or the, uh, I don't know, they've got a special name for them. But there was something sense. Sense, yeah. The, those controllers were, you know, very kind of immediately you knew how to fire an arrow. Um, you kind of hold held and pulled back, let go. It was just like shooting an arrow. Intuitive. And yeah, I, but yeah, that game, I will definitely play more of it. I want to go and experience it because 
it does feel like this is, you know, this is the big game that we are selling it. It's similar to kind of how Astro's Playroom, um, sorry, Astrobot Rescue Mission was on the PSVR 1, like Astro's Playroom on the PS5, um, and then this is the PSVR 2 game. You know, there's always a game that just shows off exactly everything that it can do, um, and this is that. We need an Astrobot game. Bring Astro. We do. We do. Well, the one, well, one, two games um, that we also have, we haven't played yet, is Moss. Moss 1 and 2. Yeah. And we haven't played those yet because they came out on PSVR 1, so they don't necessarily, I think, show off the new version as, mu as much. So we yeah. played some others first. But I think that works quite similarly to Astrobot in that you're kind of looking into this fancy world, mm. um, but you're controlling uh, Moss, the little mouse. Um, you're controlling her sort of like a platformer in the world. So I think that works a little bit like Astrobot. Yeah, um, the rescue mission was incredible like that. Yeah, you could like you were progressing through a level going forwards and you're like you were like above it and you were going and following the level as you were as you were walking around it and mm -hmm. it worked really well. It worked perfectly. Yeah. What else did you play? Uh well after that you then played Resident Evil. So tell us what I did. You've mentioned it a bit. Um yeah, I wasn't it, it wasn't the best one to start off with, I think. Um, I yeah. think, um, for me, like, as I said before, I do tend to get a little bit motion sick with VR when there's lots of movement. But then when you're playing a first-person game like that, to counter that, it's the whole use the right stick to sort of jerkily look around. And that just sort of feels a bit unnatural, um, which takes you out of the immersion a little bit, I think, even though it's to stop you being motion sick. Um, I think for me, firstly, as I said, the visuals just didn't quite feel right because it's not made for VR. So there's something slightly flat about the visuals. Um, you know, things like, uh, you're looking down at a, some grass or twigs or things, and it's kind of very obviously a 2D sort of texture that, that, you know, in, in the normal game would just be flat on the screen and would be fine. Um, but in VR, you kind of get up close to it and you look at it and you can see that it's 2D and it's sort of, it's like you can see the layers of the game rather than it being a 3D immersive world around you. Um, so I don't think it's the best one necessarily to show off the 3D. Um, also, I just found the controls a bit finicky. And I appreciate that this is about immersion with VR. Um, so it's things like, you know, you don't just go to a menu and select a weapon you have to look down and like grab it from your waist with the button and pull it out and then get another button uh you know use your other hand to grab your ammo and slot it in and pull back the gun um in order to reload and that seems like oh that's really cool because it's really immersive but it also kind of shows what that your hands aren't quite in the right place because you're holding controllers, you're not holding a gun. So it Let's doesn't say quite Ed, feel right. Ed was shooting from a sniper rifle from the hip without looking down the scopes. But mm. I was then trying to hold it up to my face, but then that's where the visor is. So I'm like, well, hang on. Then do I look down the barrel? And then it got mm. blurry and mm. it just, it, I don't know. It just didn't quite feel, you know, you said that the bow and arrow in Horizon felt really intuitive. This is meant to feel like that and just didn't for me, which is why I was like, well, I'll just point to the screen and shoot like it's a light gun game because um, that's what I know. Um, so it just felt a little bit finicky. And I can imagine in the heat of battle, 
um, you know, when you've got Lady D chasing you down a corridor, you don't want to be fiddling around trying to, like, get a gun to reload. You just want to press a button and go. Um, so I can't imagine playing the whole game like that. It was an interesting test, and maybe I'll I'll try a bit more of it and, you know, see, get if, to I Lady get D. see if I can get stepped on. That's what I wanted. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it just the controls just didn't quite feel intuitive to me. I think that's going to take a bit of time to get used to. Um you know, you, when you're aiming, for instance, there's not a, a, a dot, a sight. So you're kind of just, I was pointing and I was thinking, oh, is it is it using the eye tracking to see where I'm shooting, uh, where I'm aiming? But Very it few didn't games seem have to, that. It didn't have <clears throat> that. And so I was a bit like, well, I can't actually tell where I'm aiming. And it just, yeah. it just didn't quite feel intuitive <coughs> for me. I think there are very um, few games that have the eye tracking. One thing, uh, which I didn't really mention, but um, Horizon... Uh, the Horizon game does have eye tracking, which is incredible. But like at the moment, I've only been, I've only really noticed it at the in the menus. Um, so you can look in the menu and so yeah, you literally look at. So there'll be three options, whatever. There'll be control settings, accessibility settings, and you're looking at it, and then you look at a different one, and it changes it. It's like, well, you're looking at a different one, so let's look at that. And it's it's so fast because you're just like, look, click, look, click, look, click, and it's you know that is very clever. Yeah, very clever. Um, yeah. So okay, Resident Evil. Then after that, we I played some Gran Turismo Seven in VR. Mm. Now I've heard very good things about that, and it's feeling very realistic. Yeah, it certainly did. I loved it. I think that would be. I think if I played Gran Turismo Seven again, I would only play that in VR. Wow! Like that was fun. Um, I didn't feel that motion sticky. Like I thought driving games just don't work in VR. I mean, they're incredible. It would be amazing for them to work in VR. But in my head, I'm like, well, maybe just like, because you're going around corners and you're not having your stomach thrown to the side of you. So your brain doesn't compute it. But I don't know. It, it seemed to work. It seemed to be completely fine with me. Uh, maybe because in my head I was talking to you. And so I, I knew it was in a, it wasn't, you know, a real game. It wasn't real life. Um, but yeah, because I played Drive Club in VR when on the PSVR one. And that game I could not well i think it's as well it was kind of small street circuits mm. so when it's small street circuits you're hurling left and right left and right and the quality wasn't amazing um so that definitely did make me want to chunder um like quite quickly but this didn't at all i did three three laps of the uh oh what was it called again the red, the bull, red ring. bull ring yeah in austria and won and you were, that uses the normal PS5 controller, right? It's not the new ones. That's right, yeah. So that one needed the PS5 controller, which I'm glad. I imagine, I wonder what it would be like with a steering wheel. I was going to say, that is the next step now. You've got the VR, mm. you need to get the steering wheel. Because, again, I've heard that actually that's good because it's sort of... It, it's quite good tracking to feel yeah. like you're actually holding the wheel in the game and not yeah. the one in front of you. But the quality in like Gran Turismo is incredible. Like I looked up and I could see kind of the indentations and pattern of the fur on the inside of the car. It was the yeah. fur. Yeah, you can yeah. see the fur on the see car. See the furry roof. Did not furry dice. And how, furry how dice. shiny were the cars in VR? Incredibly shiny. Very nice. It's a bit weird though because I downloaded the, so we downloaded the game again. Oh, actually. Yeah, and we couldn't get through the... We had to watch the entirety of the opening video, but that might have been because I was trying to skip it with the uh, VR controllers rather than the actual controller. Yeah. And I did say, click it on the main one, but I don't think you did, did you? <laughs> Maybe. But we enjoyed it. We enjoyed looking at that random video of Einstein video. and the Wright brothers uh, and all sorts of... Gray, Alexander Graham Bell, all the kind of weird... 
kind of pompous, up its own ass stuff that Gran Turismo is brilliant at. Well, you say brilliant, or is it just pretentious and annoying for those of us that don't like cars? I mean, pretentious and annoying, I'm attracted to. Thanks. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like it. How dare. Um, but after that, you went from wheels to water. Nice segue there. Um, yes, we played, kai- what's it called? Kayak? Kayak VR Mirage. There you go. There you go. Kayak VR Mirage. Um, that's, I mean, I haven't played the others yet, but that's the best thing I've played. Um, that's the best thing I've done in VR, I think. Mm. Um, and it's weird because you're thinking, oh, this is just a really boring kayaking game. And but no, I think there are, you can well, kill I think, things. I think there are, I think there are races in it. We didn't do those. We just did a sort of free tour just to sort no, of No, no, it wasn't a tour. It was free roam because there is a tour. There are three options. There's race, free roam and tour. Um, and I'm guessing tour goes and you visit everything on a map. Yeah. So we just did free roam um, just to sort of casually have a sort of little kayak around. I went around a sort of Norwegian coast. Um, you started off well for a laugh. We thought, oh, we'll put it on. We'll put it on stormy. Oh yeah, I thought stormy. It look, it looked pretty. Stormy weather, and um, and immediately I was like, I'm gonna hurl because the whole thing was going. We were up all gonna hurl down, up and down with the waves, and I was like, no, I I need this to stop. I can't. <laughs> I can't handle this. And we're flicking water um, and... Uh, yeah, you do not flick water when I'm playing. If you if someone's playing Kayak VR Mirage, you must flick water to give them the effect. No. Um, so we switched that to uh, daytime, so it was a bit gentler. Um, and it's a surprising workout having to move I the controllers it. back and forth as if you are kayaking. Yeah. Um, but um, genuinely, like, it... It was incredibly immersive in the way that Resident Evil for me wasn't because it felt very flat. This is clearly made for VR and it's an entire 3D world. You can sort of look around and you feel like you're there. The water effects are some of the best water I've ever seen in a video game. Yeah. And that's always a marker for me of when graphics look good is how good the water looks. See if the looks incredible. It's the wave physics. It's the light coming off it. You can look down into the water. You can literally put your head down and then the sound changes if you're underwater. Um, mm. So generally, you're thinking, oh, it's a really boring kayak game. But I would actually recommend if you want something to show off the new VR, then kayaking yeah. is is great. Is definitely worth it. And I played the um, the Antarctic one, um, and I was going around like the icebergs. I'm like, just yeah, the, just hitting the icebergs, like little bits of floating ice, um, like those kind of. Every physic felt real. Like mm. you could you could hit your oar against the iceberg to kind of push yourself off. Yeah. Which was... And the, obviously the, there's haptic feedback as well um, in the controllers and in the headset as well. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't... I haven't experienced a huge amount of that. In the just headset. from like turning on, I think. Uh, I, I, I think it's more of a novelty thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like hitting the side and being able to push yourself away. Like the physics in the kayaking game were, yeah, phenomenal. Um, How did you feel when you killed the penguin? I didn't... Well, so Ed went up to a dog and was like, oh, that's cute. Can you pet it? Then in the Antarctic one, there were penguins everywhere. And I was like, oh, that penguin is kind of walking near the edge. So I went up to it and see if I could, like, stroke it with the oar. And I tapped it with the oar and then it fell over face first and didn't move ever. It just dropped. You I, killed it. I killed a penguin. The tiniest touch and you killed a penguin. That, that's like why you don't interact with these ecosystems and stuff from you know far away. Because well, you certainly don't. No. 
I killed a penguin. Did the controller vibrate in death? I, I think it did, yeah. But, you, like, I really enjoyed it. Like, I was... You can really, like, kind of whiz as fast as you can with the controller. Like, uh, the all techniques and stuff are very intuitive, and they just feel... It feels very real, very yeah. relaxing. There was a tutorial that's sort of explaining how to steer, but then you're like, well... Like everyone knows that sort of kayak action, yeah, and you just jump into that, and it just it just works. Like mm. you just start kayaking. Yeah, it's a brilliant game. I 100 percent recommend that. There are other uh, places that we need to look. I don't know how many worlds there are. If there are any that you unlock, or I if think that's all of them. Only four, but maybe you do unlock more. Yeah, but I will. I'll have a quick look at that because that's interesting. I mean, isn't that expensive? Uh. It's not um it's not a very expensive well, game. How, how much are games in general? Oh, it's on Steam as well. It oh. came out last year on Steam. Oh well there you go. Yeah. So there you go, you can check it out there. Um but yeah, the VR game is called like twenty quid on Steam. Twenty quid, yeah. Nine out of ten the VR game gaming next is also nine out of ten. Um it has beautiful weather. Yes it does. Um I'm trying to see if there are any No, there's no uh list of like levels on this but they have a christmas gift so maybe there is a oh that's just money there's probably more unlockables that we just didn't get to because we had a quick go Mm -hmm. um but yeah that was um that was good fun that was and then you played star wars galaxy's edge oh there's a road map no that that's not a road map anyway it's just steam yeah Tell us about Star Wars, Ben. Star Wars is a game about wars happening in space. Um, no, Star Wars, you... Is it like a full game? It's at £40, so I imagine it's not just kind of like a little... You know, like the uh, back, Batman? Batman, um, Arkham Knight kind of VR little kind of get you into the feel of it in the, on the PSVR one. So this one is like a fully fledged... Well, fully fledged, but like a, a VR game. That was good fun. Now, that one, I wanted to make it a bit easier for people on stream to see it. So I was like, okay, I'll put the controls as smooth. So when I turn around, it's not going to make people hurl. Uh, so it's not going to make people kind of like sit back because it's kind of flickering, which is what was happening in Resident Evil 8 when you were playing Village. Mm. Uh, people were like, oh, it's just flickering and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, that's what happens when they turn uh, because it's turning at five degrees or 15 degrees at a time. So we turned, I turned that off, and I definitely did feel a bit whoop later on um, after playing it. But that game looked gorgeous. There were loads of kind of little tools that you play with. They even, like, it's definitely 100% specifically made for PSVR, you can tell. Like, the controller, so you, you get, like, a mach- you get this device that can fix things, or it can, with electrocuting, or it's like a little screwdriver. But yeah, when you're holding that in your hand, the size of it is exactly the same size as the grip for the controller. And you can use the joystick on there, and the joystick is in the exact same place on this special device you've got. Um, but yeah, it, so there's, it is specially designed for it, especially with that controller. Um, and yeah, that was really good fun. I didn't play too much of it. I still, I'm still on the ship. Um, I imagine you go off the ship at some point, or... Yeah, you. I think you do Into various the jobs. To yeah, Galaxy's Edge. Exactly. Yeah. Or I wonder if you're. I think I read it like you're on the Galaxy's Edge and you're. You do kind of like Star Wars jobs for people as they come by and like you just live in that world. I think that's what that game is really about, and I think that's what a lot of people want. And I definitely. So it's do. more of an experience than yeah. than a than a full 
like action game. Yeah, it's not going to. I don't think it's going to be a game that has a narrative, like a strong narrative. It's going to be there will be a narrative. There'll be some kind of you know you need to get from this place to wherever, but you do that by kind of living in the world, and that's what a lot of people want. There are so many games that you just want to like live in that world and experience. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, go for, go look at these things that have like RP servers, like Red Dead Redemption. Imagine Red Dead Redemption two in VR, but like it's just kind of you experiencing and living in that world. It would be... Uh, yeah. That would be very cool. I'd love it. So yeah, that's it. I mean, I'm going to be playing some Moss Moss 2, and also I want to download No Man's Sky, because that's got a free VR update. That's going to make me hurl. Absolutely flying through space in that is mm. going to make me absolutely hurl. And I also want to upgrade my rhythm games that I loved in PSVR 1. So Tetris Effect, Res Infinite, Thumper. I want to get those um, upgraded. Beat Saber is coming soon. To It's confirmed for VR2, but we don't know exactly when. So that is mm. also a must a must buy. Yeah, that one is coming soon. But there's also Synth Riders, I believe, is out already, maybe, or coming soon. It's already on the store. Synthrad's on the store, but I don't know if it's um, available right now or not. There's also an air guitar game with Ozzy Osbourne from the adverts, from the PSVR advert. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when it comes to games that I would like on there, I'm not going to talk about games that don't exist, but games that I would love them to bring over. Definitely, yeah, get Resident Evil 7 uh, VR mode across, because I imagine that would look even better with the, um, you know, with the much better screen and HDR. But also bring over, yeah, Astrobot Rescue Mission because that game is phenomenal. I suspect that there might be a new Astrobot in development. I suspect. I, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, they, yeah. they made the one, Team Asobi, who mm. make it, um, they they made Astrobot for the PS5, that little launch game, but they mm. haven't done anything since then. Um, mm. So they, they must be doing something. They did such a good job, as you say, on the previous Astrobot VR game. They have to be doing another one. And it's a bit disappointing it's not ready in time for launch. Hence, yeah. we've got Horizon instead. But they must be doing something. They must be. They want to push Horizon, I bet. They'll, they'll make this like another game that pops out. But they'll want to make this one kind of like an... I don't think this will be a system seller, whereas Horizon is. I think Horizon well, is a, a system seller more than Astrobot. Yeah, it's certainly a bigger name. But I think people who bought the PS5, the fact that it comes with this Astrobot game, I imagine they will try and make Astrobot a sort of mascot for the console, yeah. and uh, and and it would be a great mascot for for, for VR. Hello, Tim. I didn't kill the penguin. The penguin just fell asleep on its face. You killed that penguin. It fell asleep on its you face. You it. fell asleep on your face. I did. Yeah, that's what the penguin was doing. Sure. In the snow. So obviously we've only played for an hour or so, but. Um, but what are your impressions so far? Are you are you pleased with it? Very. I I think it looks stunning. It feels very comfortable. Um, I'm gonna play more tomorrow uh, on my lunch break, so I will kind of play a bit more there and see how comfortable it is over kind of longer periods. I'm gonna be moving your coffee table out of the way, uh, so I've got a bit of space <laughs> down there. Might even move the sofa to the side. No, I won't because it's probably a little dirty underneath. Uh, it could do with a vacuum, actually. Yeah, but like Feel having free to do that, you know, there's nothing stopping you having a little clean. Well, yeah, maybe I will. But like moving that out of the way and having that huge space in front of the TV will be very. I think that'll be 
when you're playing VR and you're not kind of worried about, oh my god, I must be kind of, I must keep my arms really close to me because the sec, because like the second you hit that mesh that shows you going out of bounds, it kind of ruins the illusion a bit. Yeah. But if you're able to stand up and you're, for example, if I'm playing that What the Bat game or something where you do need to stand up, um, your fantasy that Ben will clean while he's moving furniture. I mean, yeah, maybe that'll I be wish. in VR the fantasy of Ben clean. I do clean a bit. You do. Um, I think, but I like, haven't. That's not one worrying about the size. Of, yeah, in terms of that mesh, like we've been playing in here, and it's it's you know not the biggest of rooms, um, and when we've got both of us in here sat on chairs, it's there's not a huge amount of space for VR. So I think in the other room where there's a bit more space, we can move the coffee table out of the way, have the space in front of the TV where you can stand properly. Um, I think I think that will greatly improve the experience. It will, and. Uh... Yeah, I will test that out tomorrow. I'm also going to put up a bunch of videos I will record, although I'd like to do some tomorrow, but I'm, I will have to record it in here. Um, but you're working, so maybe I will. We'll see. As are you. You're also working. Yeah, no, I mean, like on my break or something. Um, I'm, I'm really impressed with it so far as a, as a piece of tech. Um, it feels comfortable. I don't know how long I could play it in terms of, you know, for, for long periods of time. Um, I think Tetris ju- might change it for you. I like That's Tetris effects. You play on, you sit down, you stick it on, and you could easily play for that for two hours without realizing. Yes, I think, I think that's the thing. I like for me VR games. As I said, I've I've only really played rhythm games. Like that's that's, that's more my thing. For them though, yeah. Um, and that like Beat Saber, I can play for ages and and not feel sick and be totally fine. And and <coughs> even on the Quest, that's pretty comfortable. This feels more comfortable, I think. And the immersion with the sort of rubber bits and stuff feels better. So I do feel like I could play this for a long time with the right kind of game. Um, Tetris Effect is definitely one I will I will give a go to. Um, thumper. But I... Yeah, I think I, I, was a, I felt a little bit let down when I played Resi Village, I'll be honest. Oh. Um, and that was the first thing. And I was like, oh, this isn't quite as good as I thought it was going to be. And then I played the kayak game and was like, okay, hang on, this is it. Like, yeah. this feels sharp, this feels immersive, this feels intuitive, um, and just relaxing in, 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 in a really lovely way. So I think what I really want to jump into, which I might even do before bed, um, for another Horizon. go, is to try Horizon, yeah. because that is the big flagship game. That's clearly what Sony have put their effort into. So you played that, I haven't yet, and I mm-hmm. even just to play that first sort of 10 minutes that you did, just to feel everything around you. Yeah. I think that's going to be the clincher as to whether this is, is, is worth yeah. jumping into. The VR, I mean, like, the yeah, the kayak game was great, but, like, if you looked in the distance at the waves, it looked virtual. Like, it wasn't... That bit wasn't realistic. Um, whereas Horizon, absolutely everything you look at is like, wow, that is stunning, mm. even in the distance. Like, that is designed 100%. There's so much money being put behind to design this game, yeah. um, you will be like, what the hell? Yeah. And I think that's what we need is more games from Sony, first-party games where they understand the technology, they can get the most out of it and give us a game with a brand behind it, like, uh, I was going to say Sackboy. I mean Astrobot. Wow, that's awkward. Get a Sackboy um, in there as well. Or get a Sackboy game. Or give us a... You know, Uncharted, Last of Us, whatever else Sony have got. Or um, give, give us, us that that's a big, proper game that we can get our teeth stuck into. Give us whatever 
game we want in Dreams. Dreams in VR. When is that, well, that Dreams already exist in VR. But VR PS one. VR one, yeah. I wonder if they'll have a VR two oh, update they, for Dreams. They soon. must be. They must be. Oh, Dreams is like mm, that is a game that is. Uh, well, I, I still don't quite understand Dreams and how good some of the things are. Death Stranding in VR, I would be a hundred percent down for. Give me Death Stranding. Oh my god, imagine, imagine if Death Stranding Two is purely a VR experience. Yeah, I don't think it will be. No. Um, but yeah, this seems to be as well the only hardware console, like the whole only hardware launch this year. Because we're not going to get a Switch Two announcement Aren't as much. We? No, Aren't we? no, crush that idea. It's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, I just yeah, this it could be our the only hardware that's out this year. Well, good on Sony for that then. Yes, I like I love buying new hardware, um, as you know, mm. Steam Deck, and then leaving it to gather dust. Is the PSVR two going to gather dust? Well, I said I'll say no, but then I said no about the Steam Deck. But I I know I do I do enjoy a VR game even if I play it for kind of like half an hour and go you know that was really good fun. Um, but I played a lot of the PSVR one, so that's fair. And I, I think I played a lot more than a lot of other people did because that didn't really set the world on fire, did it? Yeah, I think I think VR is something you dip in and out of rather than playing for long periods anyway. So, mm. um, which maybe for some people that's a lot of money just for lots of short experiences, but mm. there is also nothing quite like VR. There's nothing like yeah. putting that headset on and feeling like you're in a game. To me, like the VR experience is as Bigger differences like the move from 16-bit or whatever to 64. Like, you know, from a 2D game to 3D. on the SNES a to a jump. PS1. Yeah, it's like the next experience. And I don't know what the next experience after that will be. 4D, flicking 4D. the water at you. You'll, you'll be able to buy an entire thing that sits in your room that blows air and water and whatever else at you. Mm. With a treadmill as well. That would be cool. One of those like multi-way treadmills, so you can literally walk. Yeah, that would oh, be they cool. exist already. I know, but have yeah. to, but to have that at home would yeah. be very cool. But also get a VR, um, yeah, get the metaverse in. Go, go to Rec Room VR Chat. Is VR Chat is? I think that'd be only a Steam thing. Because I imagine there's a I million so. uh, ways that Sony would be sued if they had it on. Yeah, our friend Halunky, who was in the chat earlier, was like, "Yeah, I go into VR chat like every two days and walk around the Kingdom Hearts worlds, or and just watch YouTube videos in there, in those, you know, in those worlds." That People is. People spend a lot of time in that. It also says apparently No Man's Sky got picked. Someone's not been listening. Yeah, we were. Uh, I was just saying that's one of the games that I'm going to be downloading and uh, and trying again. Nice. Unfortunately, because I'm going to be trying the VR in that room, I'm going to have to download everything again. I'm going to have to delete all of your games that you've uh, got. Don't you dare. All right, well, that is 43 minutes of VR 2. We have got... Well, have you played anything else? I've not... Well, have I? I've played a couple of other things, but we can talk about the next week as I will continue yeah. playing with them. This is this is the VR one. And oh. That is our focus. That's what we've been playing. Uh, yeah, next week I am determined to get started on Final Fantasy IX. <laughs> I still haven't. Right, well, you've said that now, so we need to hold you to it. Yeah, please do. There we go. If I haven't played... Final Fantasy Nine this time next week. You can, what? To you can top. That's yeah, it's a punishment for both of us. That's not a punishment. <laughs> it's a punishment I'm for not, both. Sorry, that is a punishment for both of us. Um, 
Let's see what the people have been playing. What have the listeners been playing? Let's see. Um, right. The listeners have been playing. Right. You might need to uh, summarise with clues. Yes. So clues has been playing Wild Hearts, which we did um, play. We had a quick look at that. So do go check that out. Um, clues has written us a small essay. So I'm going to read parts of it. Because um, we don't quite have time, but thank you for your for your enthusiasm. Yes, that is appreciated. Um, Wild Hearts, the monster hunter that is not a monster hunter. It is Legend of Rune Terror to Hearthstone. Same but different enough to be its own thing. In that, it succeeded. Incidentally, you hunt kemono in this game, meaning beast in Japanese, and bakemono means monster. Oh, so there we go. Um, while Ben says it is lazy to compare it to Monster Hunter. I'd say I, know, I, would, I assumed that other people would say that if we just kept calling it like the Monster Hunter clone. Yeah. Call it a Dauntless clone. I mean, it is... I will agree. Like I'd say the devs are actively looking for that. Designing Wild Hearts so closely to the Monster Hunter experience. Absolutely they are. They Not have to... seen that Monster Hunter is popular and thought, right, we're going to do our own version of that. <laughs> and there are some twists on it, but it is very much... It is clearly trying to be that game. Yeah. Don't you dare apologise, Clues. There's no apologising needed. We're um, we're really grateful that you did. But like, it's like you know, people copy Souls game. They see something that's popular and they're like, I want to do our version on it. But the thing I found that like Monster Hunter. Sorry, I'm kind of yeah in, interrupting Clues' thing here. But like, you'll see what Monster Hunter's doing and then do something kind of different. This just feels very very similar. To Monster Hunter. Dauntless well, was different you enough. you say that, we didn't play it for long enough. And I think, as as I'm sure Clues will discuss, um, there are contraptions, the Karakuri, that you that you build in combat. And I think that adds a lot that is different. That that, that takes time to, to, to build up to, I think. Um, as Clues says, the highlight of the games are the monsters. They are definitely harder than their counterparts in Monster Hunter. Jeez. And you can see the care that goes into their design. Each monster has at least six to seven movesets and are happy to fire them off rapidly, giving you little time to dodge or prepare. So while the weapons are easy to pick up, the monsters provide the steep learning curve. Monsters hit hard, like Souls game hard. One knock and you're down a third of your health. Monsters also destroy environments and are happy to level entire buildings. Some even build their own structures. This makes combat with a monster that is four times your size even more treacherous. It can be fun, but this design also brings technical challenges. The occasional clipping with environmental artifacts will spell death and even hunt failure. Yeah, that's what I liked in um, the first in Monster Hunter as well, like the knocking down buildings and stuff. There was an area in one of the first maps where I remember, like, would just not flatten all the houses around it mm. in like the swampy area. Yeah. Furthermore, the game expects you to heavily rely on your contraptions, Karakuri, which itself are destructible environmental objects. Uh, it is fun to whip these things out of thin air, create harpoons, a demonic gate, or a massive hammer. But it also ups the difficulty of the game trying to remember all different combinations for your contraptions. More often than not, I find myself trapped between the cosy fur of the monster and a misaligned crate. And yes, that meant death. Um, I'll just skip to the summary. All in all, I do want the game to succeed. I want competition against Monster Hunter. I want more choices. But for now, I cannot recommend Wild Hearts. Give it another six months to polish and fix things and a sale before getting it. And turn off the music. Oh, the music's not very good. Yeah, but it, and also um, the translation, I think. Yeah, clues are saying like the it reads like a freshman anime subtitling um, because it's like they speak in English, but then they have like Japanese expressions like "I'm sorry, thank you, I see, I agree." Yeah, mm. but just those phrases so they translate. Interesting. 
Right. Well, do go to the Discord and read the full the full review from. Tweets. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Gemma says, Liz and I have been playing Overcooked 2 and it's going really well. That is surprising well, that no is one a, plays that well. That is a marriage that will last. <laughs> exactly. Um, I love how cute it is. I think the controls are good and it has a good, simple story. My only criticism is that you can't swap positions in rounds. So it would be nice to be able to start in different positions on rounds we struggle with. That's We love that's a flip. Fair. We need a flip. Yeah, we do like to be versed. We also got a subscription of Apple Arcade to share, and I downloaded Stardew Valley on my phone. Haven't really dug into either yet, but future reviews will probably include more mobile games. Good. Apple Arcade Good. is brilliant. Please play What the Bat. Please play What... No. What the Golf. What the Golf. What the Golf is the best mobile game I've ever played. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Snap is a different game. Yes. <laughs> a very different game. But What the Golf... Oh, yeah, of course, Liz knows that, but... Uh, Liz, no, I think Liz has played that, but yeah, What the Golf is... If you anybody has Apple Arcade and they've not played What the Golf, play it. Because they've also released a VR uh, game called What the Bat. Which is very fun. It's already on Quest. I've already played it, but it's on PSVR 2. Um, it's a really, really silly game where you are playing as someone who has baseball bats for arms. So it's not just a baseball game. It's like solving puzzles by swinging the bat and hitting things. And it's very silly, mm. uh, but very fun. Um, but yes, please do let us know about more mobile games because not, I mean, everyone plays mobile games, yeah. but also we never get enough good recommendations for those. I believe, I believe that there is a, I don't know if it's today or tomorrow, but Angry Birds, did you see, is being delisted from can Apple. You, can you not jump ahead to the headlines, please? Oh, sorry. Honestly. But I also Some don't... of us are prepared, prepared for this podcast. Prepared? Not me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, now there's some good um, games, but there are some very good games on the um, on Apple Arcade as well. Yes, worth looking at. Um, Deb says, I didn't play any new indie games this week. What? What have you been doing with your time, Debs? Debs? How dare you? Um, well, let's find out. I went back to some old favourites. The Sims 4, continuing with the 100 Baby Challenge. I dread to think what the 100 baby challenge is. Um, is that just almost, one person? No, it can't be just one person. One person giving birth to 100 babies. Jeez, like a puppet. That poor Sim. love puppet. That poor Sim. Um, I'm almost ready for my next heir matriarch to take over and become the baby making. Ah, oh, so generations. Um, I think I'm almost 18 babies in at this point. There has been a lot of chaos. So what do you do with... Because obviously you can't look after all of them. Can you give them away? Babies for everyone. Yeah, do you just it's like the whole neighborhood? Would there be then like an inbreeding thing if like the whole neighborhood is just full of yeah? That feels a bit weird. Yeah, but that's the Sims for you. Is there incest in the Sims? I don't want to think about that, but now I am. Um, Deb's also played Dwarf Romantic, getting better at achieving a steady 15k each round. Still have not been able to break my personal best yet, which is just over 25k. The closest I've gotten this week is 23k. That's pretty good. Mm. Uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley. Already completed all the new quests. I loved the addition of Mirabelle to the characters. Currently working my way through the Star Path, and I'm also tempted to buy the little purple cottage that is in the shop. We'll see if I cave. For now, the additions in the shop haven't really been worth the star points for me. The shop refreshes every five days, so we'll see what they keep adding. Items in the star shop will also not appear in-game. That's the premium shop they just <clears> added, <throat> right? I've been in, I've enjoyed a bit. I can't remember how about the start. I thought you could get everything in the game, but maybe not. But like I really, I've been enjoying Disney uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley because so the area that you start, I didn't realize that you can put 
people's houses like anywhere in the game. It's not just in that kind of the base island area in the center, which I was trying to squeeze things in. And people were like, no, you can put the houses like... I, I unlocked a giant haunted forest uh, area, which is, um, I think it's Frozen. I think that's like the Frozen idea. A haunted forest for Frozen? Yeah, there's... Surely the... it should be snow. Well, maybe there is snow at some point. But yeah, Hans, is it Hans? Or Hans. Lars? Hans is there. And yeah, if I chop down some trees, I can make space and I could I could put Goofy there if I wanted to, I think. But yeah, there's um, a lot of customization in there that I didn't realize how much variety there was. Christoph. Sorry, Christoph. Oh, yes. But um, yeah, no, it's it's a fun game. It looks beautiful as well. And it plays so smoothly. It's a good mm. 60 FPS plus. Um, Debs has lastly also opened Let's Build a Zoo. Um, had not played it since I streamed it, and I forgot all the controls and what was happening in the game. Typical gamer issues, right? Mm. I hear you. I absolutely hear you. Uh, my session did not last long, but I do plan to get back into that game as well. Uh, and Debs has also played a bit of 14 as well, Final Fantasy 14. Um, Great game. I'm nearly at the end of the Around Reborn. If you see mm. the main story quest, it's not that long. Yeah. Uh, Jinx also went back to Disney Dreamlight Valley. Uh, to catch up on all the Olaf and Mirabel stuff, and it was really fun. The game still crashed like it used to on the Switch, so I relearned the save, save, save routine. I didn't hate Olaf like I expected to. He's not really as scrappy-do as I expected, and is instead fairly philosophical and tells bad puns. Yeah. Uh, and Mirabel is lovely. Her mini casita is not very mini. Casita. 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 Uh, casita. That's what I said. Casita. 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 Uh, so plan accordingly. It is gorgeous and worth rearranging for. I still have levelling to do for these two and Stitch, so I'll play more soon. Otherwise, it's more Final Fantasy fourteen. I just hit 90 with Dancer last night. Congrats. Mm. And it is a really fun job that brings a little healing and nice AoEs. Easier than Bard, so I'll play more high-level stuff. And who knows, maybe I'll have a new main after all. Nice. Sounds good. Um, and lastly, Mr. Wibble has been playing Filament, which is a puzzle adventure game where your tool is pulling a cable, filament A, uh, to connect and light up columns to open doors and progress through the story. It starts off easy enough, but pretty soon it throws in coloured filament light, uh, where you have to connect columns of one particular colour before doing the next, as well as columns that dim your filament completely. It's fun, it's frustrating, and I'm not sure how much of it I'll be playing. <laughs> uh, it's definitely one to play when you're in the mood for hard things. Well, uh, always you, in the mood for that. Thank you for that, Mr. Wibble. All right, well, should we go on to the news part? Let's talk about the news. news now, if news, we start news, on the left, news, news, um, news, news, we've got some news. VR stories to continue the VR theme of today's podcast. Brr. Um And firstly, you were you were saying that you wanted more Resident Evil VR. Well. Yes. Seven. Um, only seven. I don't care about anything else. Only seven. Well, tough. So next, uh, next month is Resident Evil 4 Remake. Uh, coming Is to that? coming to PS5, uh, Series X and PC, and then today they announced that they have a VR mode in development that, just like with Village, will be included as a free DLC download. Um, so this was included on the Japanese Resident Evil account on Twitter. Um, we don't know if it's going to be on any other platforms other than PSVR 2, mm. i.e. PS5. Um, and we don't know when it's coming yet either. I suppose Resident Evil 7 VR never came to anything else. Is 8 exclusive on VR as, on PSVR 2 as well? Yes, it is. So they seem to have like a real 
Capcom only like PlayStation uh, VR games. But you can obviously already play the original Resident Evil 4 um, on the Quest in mm, VR. That's true. Because that's already come out. Yeah. Um, but this is uh, is the remake of 4, um, which we don't know when that's going to come out yet. So it's it's they've started development. Um, it could still be a couple of years away yet. Mm. Um, oh, no, there's a but we know it's coming. Target practice, just like uh, when you were firing your that's sniper village. from the hip. Oh, is that vid? Okay, yeah, that's why. But that's the thing as well, like with um, Resident Evil 4, that's, well, from what I play, I played about half of it, but that is quite a lighter game, isn't it? 4? Yeah. It's not as dark, I don't remember, I don't recall. Mm, it's definitely quite dark when you get to the castle later on. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's a dark game. Well, it'd be interesting to see if they're not tacking it on and they've thought about putting it in VR while playing it. Hopefully. Yeah, because I think Resident Evil Seven, that one they were really they seemed to be really paying attention to the VR in that. Mm. It wasn't an afterthought. Yes, um, because I think when I think the first announcement, because yeah, people were like, what is this game? Why is this in first person? This isn't this isn't like Resident Evil. Then it popped up with Resident Evil and was like also coming in VR. That was like the first announcement. It was like PlayStation Four and PS VR. So. Yeah, let's hope this is more suited to it rather than like, sounds like Village isn't. All right. Nice. Next game. So we were talking earlier about the different games that we've played on PSVR, but there are still more to come in this launch window period. Um, and um, Sony have discussed 10 more games. How much? Many? 10. 10? Yeah. Um, so there's basically a, a PlayStation blog with 10 more games. They're all quite small kind of indie games, so these aren't going to be big system sellers. Um, but um, there are a variety of different games, um, shooty games and, and uh, horror games. And... Arrow soccer, which sounds archery football. There's oh, one yeah. called Sushi Ben. I am down for the Sushi Ben. There you it's go. a narrative adventure in which players attempt to save a local sushi restaurant from going out of business. I'll probably be able to do that because you, I was the best person, wasn't I, with my sushi? We went to a sushi making course and I got heavily complimented. Ed's unfortunately fell apart. That is an that is an absolute exaggeration. Uh, you were not complimented and mine would, did not fall apart. You just had a sharper knife to cut the well, sushi. Thank you very much. Um, it's not bitter. No, not at all. There's, um, there's uh, an Col anime inspired motorcycle action game called Runner, which sounds cool. Well, things like there's also uh, God of War Ragnarok is coming. No. Oh? What's that? There's just a game called Ragnarok, which is a Viking-themed solo or multiplayer VR rhythm game. Oh, Ragnarok. Rock out. See what they did there? I did, yeah. So, yes. So, if you have got a PSVR 2, there are lots of, uh, there are lots of other games coming. So Intergalactic bartending. That looks kind of fun. You'd, you'd be terrible at that, I think. I'm good at making drinks. You open the wow. can and you pour it into a glass if you're feeling fancy. Wow. Wow. Uh, and speaking of more, more? Uh, VR, more VR, um, there is a Sony State of Play tomorrow, which is Thursday, the 23rd of February. Alba Stream in it. Um, it's at 9 p.m. UK time. And it's only for about 20, 25 minutes. And a good 15 minutes of that is going to be a deep dive into Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Isn't... Which is the next game from Rocksteady, who made the Batman Arkham games. Aren't people who have played that saying it's actually really good? 
it might be. I mean, Gotham Knights was a bit crap, um, but this is Suicide Squad where you're playing as the villains, and it could be quite good. So they're giving us um, a good chunk of information on that, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, I feel that's like um, actually really good. But on top of that, they are also going to be showing some other third-party games, and they're going to be showing five new PSVR games. I'm, this is a good launch lineup, and they're just giving us more, more, more. I wonder what these five are going to be like. Will there be kind of a big Astrobot available now? Is there going well, to be a, the thing. a drop? It's, it's five PSVR 2 games that are set to arrive later this year. So they are games that were obviously not ready for launch, but have probably been in development a little while. Um, the, the hope from everyone is going to be, are they finally going to port over Half-Life Alex? Because that is the one game that everybody is going to want on PSVR 2. Can you imagine? If that is announced, if people that, will buy if it. If that was announced, that would absolutely be the killer app that, that, that PlayStation needs. Um, I don't know if we will get that. Um, will we get an Astrobot game that's brand new from Sony? That would be great. Um, who knows what else? They Sony have various studios, that um, first-party studios, that are known for VR games. So this hopefully will be a chance to see what they've been working on. That said... You know, it's 15 minutes of Suicide Squad and the whole thing's only about 20, 25 minutes anyway. So these five games, it's going to be a very quick rundown of what's in development. So I, I wouldn't expect too much, but we will at least see some other new stuff. Hmm. All right. Um, got and speaking of live streams, there's yet another one next week. Uh, see, I put these in an order. Mm. Um, there is another one next Monday which is a Pokemon Presents live stream oh. because the 27th of February is Pokemon Day. That is the, yeah, the year, the, yeah, it's the date that Pikachu died. It's the anniversary of his death. No, I think it's the anniversary of the release date of Green and Red when they first came out in Japan, I think. Okay. Um, but <clears throat> there will be a live stream with new Pokemon stuff. Um, what that is, we don't know. <coughs> Um, Give us DLC the, for Scarlet Violet. That is is the most obvious thing. Um, we I'll got a pair of expansions for um, for Sword and Shield. It's likely that they'll do more for Scarlet and Violet. Is that new Pokemon? Is that new areas? Hopefully, they might give us an update on the performance issues and a patch. That would be nice. Arceus um, two, Arceus. Um, but will there be more other than that? Um, there's been talk of maybe a new Mystery Dungeon game. Um, will we see other bits and pieces? Are they going to do another Let's Go? Let's Who Go knows? Again. Let's Go Again. Um, I'd love another Let's we'll Go, because that was great fun. But that is next Monday, the 27th of February. Hmm. Um, a couple of quick ones. Elden Ring um, has an update on its Wait, sales. Wait, you didn't write this. I didn't. Cause, Why? Because I was out this morning. Um, Elden Ring has now sold 20 million copies. How many? And that is more, I think, Dark Souls 3 has sold less than that since it came out in a much longer time. So Elden Ring is incredibly popular. It is it is mind-boggling how That's more popular than this game is. Wii U's, isn't it? Oh, it's it's sold more than the Wii U by long... I think the Wii U was about 13 million. So, yeah. Elden Ring. Great game. Very popular. Lots Better of than sales. a Wii U. Lots of sales. Um, now, I know that you are not a fan of horror games, nope. but Blumhouse Productions... I thought I said Bumhouse. It's Blumhouse. There's an L in there. Um, that is the movie company behind um, some uh, some films like Megan that came out recently. Mithrigan. And um, Mithrigan, uh Insidious, uh, Get Out, um, 
Paranormal Activity, uh, The Purge, um, various horror games. Um, they films. are horror films, sorry. Um, they now have a gaming division. Um, and they're going to be bringing some horror games to consoles. So, um, yeah, they're very famous for their horror films. And they're now getting into gaming, which isn't too much of a surprise because there's a lot of money in gaming and gaming is very popular. And if they can bring some some horror expertise, then expect some good horror games from them. Apparently horror people love Blumhouse. They do. Never heard of it. And I have no interest. And maybe... Imagine them doing a good PSVR 2 game. Good for them. No thanks. No. Um, Angry Birds, as you spoiled earlier. Um, the first Angry Birds game is basically going to leave the Android store because it's too popular. No! Now, the reason for this is because this is the very first Angry Birds game that came out years ago. And it's since been superseded by other Angry Birds games that are free to play... Um, but have microtransactions in. And loads of people don't like microtransactions, it it seems. So because classic Angry Birds is available, uh, people are paying, you know, the 99p or whatever it is to just buy that, own it, and play that. Mm. And what Rovio actually want is for people to spend lots of money on microtransactions. So they yeah. have decided to take off the original game so that only the free-to-play one with microtransactions is available so they can make more money. Which is kind of shady. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah. Here's somebody in the comments saying, Something we did ages ago before we were evil remains too popular and people aren't picking up on new evil stuff as a result. Therefore, we're going to hide all our non-evil stuff in case anybody gets a mistaken impression that we aren't evil. Well, no, scroll down. There's a, there's a better comment. Cunts. Um, gi- oh. <laughs> that. Uh, give a man a fishing rod and he can feed his family for a lifetime. But hide those fishing rods out of the back and charge the man to borrow your rod and boat for an hour and you can become a billionaire. Yeah, it's true. I, I bought it and downloaded it. If you want to download it, you need to look. You need to Google, uh, Google. No, go to the App Store or whatever, and you have to type in Rovio Classics AB. They haven't even called it Angry Birds because they don't want it popping up on the search. Yeah, literally Rovio Classics AB. It costs ninety nine p. It's the first mobile game I got addicted to since Snake. You know, it was like I finished it. I went and got three styles on every single level. Like when you first get an iPhone and you're like, oh, I can touch the screen and play games and here's this mm. silly silly game with birds in. Um, also, there's an Angry Birds 4D thing at Thorpe Park and it's fucking awful. I, I can it's like guess birds that. slinging at you and it's There's really a movie bad. as well and stuff. And don't, yeah, just no. Maybe we should watch the movie. Um, but yeah, yeah, so it says anybody with Angry Birds already downloaded to their phone will be able to continue playing the app even after it's delisted or renamed. But... If it's not on there, can you re-download it? Or is it going to be a case I of... I don't know, but get on that quick. I mean, I've downloaded it, so it doesn't matter. But like, if I change my phone or something, would I not be able to play it on there? Well, in theory, it's on your account, so you'd think so. Yeah, if I bought it. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Clue says, the first mobile game I got addicted to was Game Dev Story by Kairosoft. That game is incredible. It's so good. You basically run your own video game company. You get to design the games. I it's wanted fun. to play that, but I saw it's it super fun. All right, then give us your final story. The final one is about Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard. Um, now, this has been ongoing for a long time. Um, they are trying to buy the company for a lot of money. And a big part of this is Call of Duty. Um, it's not the main reason, really, that Microsoft are buying the company. Because what they really want is King. 
uh, who who own Candy Crush and are really good with mobile games. Um, but Sony are trying to you know stop this from going through and are pushing back a lot and saying that Call of Duty is too big a game and they they shouldn't own it. Um, so there's been a big hearing at the European Commission. But he didn't mention about the Switch thing. I'm getting there. Honestly, would you stop spoiling? But that happened before this. Well, I'm getting to that. Wow, not even in uh, order here. No, because I'm narrative the right order. context. You there we go. Pint down. I'll, I'll have my drink and shut the fuck up. Thank you. That's much appreciated. Um, Microsoft uh, and Activision Blizzard and Sony and and uh, all the pe- all the people, all the companies uh, have been in Brussels uh, oh, nice. the last couple of days. Um, with the European Commission because it's been in in court uh, to discuss all of this, and they invited loads of press down to to talk about it and to give them a press conference. And before that happened, um, they announced that they are willing to put um, Call of Duty on Switch, and they've done a deal with Nintendo that should Microsoft buy Activision Blizzard, uh, and it all goes through they have agreed that Call of Duty will be put on Nintendo consoles. Now, that isn't going to happen for at least a couple of years, by which point there'll be a better Switch that can hopefully actually run Call of Duty. Or is it going to be... A cloud game yeah. that would be awful. Um, but in theory, in theory, that's that's there. Um, what they then announced after this, pre- uh, this press conference, after the court uh, room drama, um, is that they have done a deal with NVIDIA. Where again, they will bring Call of Duty to NVIDIA, which is the streaming service that people use on PCs. It's a very good streaming service. A lot of people use it. Um, The idea of both of these announcements is basically to say, um, you know, Sony are trying to say that if Microsoft buys Call of Duty, um, you know, there will be a monopoly um, on on Call of Duty and, and whatever else. And and Microsoft is trying to say, well, look, we're willing to do deals with other companies to make sure that it's not just on Xbox, but actually we're willing to put Call of Duty on other platforms. And what they really want is for Sony to sign that. And Sony still have not signed that. So basically, this deal still hasn't gone through. Um, they're still discussing it. It's still ongoing. It's still a bit of a mess. And there's been this big uh, press conference thing going on in Brussels as a bit of theatrics to... Um, to, to try and persuade Sony to be like, look, we're putting all this effort in. Aren't we amazing? Please but, sign our deal. And the like three other companies that are objecting to it. It's not just Sony that are objecting to this. There's like a bunch of them. Well, it's it's the European Commission and the UK's equivalent have have brought it up to say like, this is not mm. businessy because you will have a monopoly. I read that the EU might actually approve this, but the UK one might be tougher. Um, which would be interesting. I love Maybe. as well, they were like, the, okay, we're going to bring it to Switch because now how important it is to have another platform, so we're going to bring it to Nintendo consoles, you know, all this. And then they brought up like a picture of, of like the market share and just completely ignored Nintendo. They're like, look, it's PlayStation, Xbox. Yeah. yeah. This is this is their, this is is Microsoft's argument is that they are saying that console share in Europe, they have 20% and PlayStation have 80%. Now... Who knows how they're measuring that? I mean, yes, the PlayStation is selling more than the Xbox, so maybe it is more popular. But you're also missing out Switch on that pie chart. Um, And also, you're just trying to make yourselves... Microsoft are trying to make themselves seem very small in comparison to Sony, i.e. they need to buy Activision Blizzard in order to compete, when 
that's not the case. It's Microsoft. It's a huge company. Yeah. Um, so it's all just, it's all very silly, to be honest. But it will probably go through in a year's time and we'll, we won't be talking about it anymore. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there you go. Thank you very much uh, for joining and uh, listening to us with our special PSVR2 special podcast. Mm. Uh, we will be talking about games that aren't VR next week, although we'll probably talk about a bit of whatever new VR games we've been playing or what what's been announced yeah um but yeah thank you very much ed where can we find you you can find me at ed underscore knights on twitch and on twitter oh um do you write i do i write for eurogamer you can read stuff on there every day every day leave him a nice little comment um and yeah i you can find me at uh twitch.tv slash biggest bonus biggest bonus one on twitter um also biggest bonus on youtube and yeah, for those of you who don't, we didn't really mention it, but the slightly bigger news, personal housekeeping news, all the Swapping Joysticks videos will now be on youtube.com slash biggestbenas. Because rather than having like one video on the Biggest Benas channel popping up with the Final Fantasy playthrough once a week, and then the <clears throat> podcast and like one or two um, quick looks on the Swapping Joysticks channel, which was a lot smaller, we've decided to just move everything over to mine. Um, so there's some consistent videos up there, um, and there's a bit of a bigger base as well. So that is the reason. But head to Swapping Joysticks for all the links. Yeah. Maybe you need to update that. Yeah. Um, for all the links uh, and to continue listening to the podcast on your favourite players. And thank you very much for listening slash watching slash enjoying. Yeah. We will be back next week to talk more gaming news. So please do join us uh, next Wednesday and go like and subscribe on his YouTube. Click the bell. And uh, ring the bell. We'll see you all next week. Yeah. Keep swapping. What we're swapping? Joysticks.